Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. My advice to the mayor of Boston would be to listen to their constituents and, and make sure they are following the people. in Greater Boston. You want to do my job? Fine. I'm done. I'm sure it'll be nice to be employed again. We won't just take the election. We'll leave her rotting in a cell with that deadbeat nephew of hers. That's my job. I need a new plan. I need to talk to Isabel. There's got to be something that would give me some information about my apparently untrustworthy boyfriend. We'll leave the land and your commune completely alone. All you need to do is one simple thing. Tell the truth. And what of Isaiah Powell? He's innocent. Phil's going on. You want it in character voice or anything? All right. Malden. Red Dorchester. This? Somerville. I've never been on this my whole life. Brighton. Milton, Massachusetts. Rosendale. And Boston. Dorchester. This is. This is. This is. Greater Boston. This week in Greater Boston, episode 26. Reputable citizens. Today was a good day for dipshit Paletti. Relative to his present circumstances, anyway. It was visiting day. That rare day when he could see his family, those few people whose spirit alignment set them on a common path with him, united in their ethical and spiritual journey through the finite experience of being. Only two could fit in these ridiculous booths through which they were forced to communicate. But they were here. <gasps> Dippy, oh, goddess, it is so good to see you. The house hasn't been the same without you. 23 Skidoo, a brightener of days he could always count upon. I just can't get used to seeing you here. And Fox Fossil. Dear sweet Fox Fossil. It's fine. This is fine. I can get through this. But you shouldn't have to. You don't belong here. Let's not... Let's let's not argue about that, please. I brought you something. Just a photo, but it's Lily's new reclaimed iron sculpture. Oh, I love her sculptures. Her technique with rebar always has such perfect spiritual and aesthetic clarity. Can, can you put it right up against the glass? Oh, oh, that's exceptional. Heart-rending testament to the bovine torments of mass industrialization and factory farming, and the associated 
dehumanization of the ritual of family mealtimes in modern America. Oh, she'll be delighted. You saw exactly what she meant. <sighs> There's something worrying I need to tell you. Someone came to me representing some ambiguous malevolence. They want me to recant my confession. Oh, good. Do that. Not while Isaiah Powell is still under investigation. Are you really sure he didn't do it? Yes. Absolutely. That's, that's not even a question. But what does it matter to them? I assume they want Powell framed, but I have no idea why. That's not what matters, though. They threatened me. Us. The family. Threatened how? Land development. He's trying to buy the property from under us. <gasps> That's horrible! He's threatening to evict the family. He can't do that. C can he do that? I don't know. But you need to be prepared. Tell Particle Physics. What can they do about it? I guess they should at least reach out to the landlord. Try to feel out if these people approached her. We'll tell them. Okay, folks. Say your farewells. Visiting time is over. That's it? But we just got here. It's lunchtime. They're nutritionally fascist about mealtimes. I've got a repugnant bowl of coagulated boiled vegetable mush to choke down. If I don't want consequences. Oh, uh, we'll put some money in your commissary so you can get some... fruit, I guess. Can we do that thing where we put our hands against the glass together? Of course. You're going to get out of here. I mean it. You have to. Your family. And, and family, family is, is love. love. Dipshit missed his family all through his meal of coagulated vegetable mush, all through the walk back to his cell, all through the hours pretending to nap on the shabby sandpaper sheets provided by this institution's punitive austerity. He longed to return home, but it would be weeks, months, maybe years of coagulated vegetable mush before he could feel the family's physical and metaphysical embrace once more. For now, there was nothing to do but wallow in loneliness. Wallow in loneliness, and finally slip the note he had written for Isaiah Powell during mealtime. I believe in Isabel Powell because she sees our history and believes in our future. I believe in Isabel Powell because I know Isabel Powell. She looked out for all us kids, gave us jobs around the neighborhood, looking in on the old folks, she knows how a community works. I believe in Isabel Powell because I don't want to live in an authoritarian dystopia. I believe in Isabel Powell because she knows what it means to be guilty until proven innocent. She knows her nephew Isaiah isn't an aberration or an outlier. She knows how many of us persevere against the presumption of guilt every day of our lives. I believe in Isabel Powell because she believed in me. I had good credit but still couldn't get a mortgage. But Isabel introduced me to a Black-owned bank that helps people like me. And today, I own my own home right here in Redline. But no, seriously, what the f*** is going on? Why are we seriously considering the authoritarian dystopia? That's... That's obviously not a good option. I mean... We can all see that, right? I believe in Isabel Powell because I believe Redline can be the city of the future. A city that puts humanity first. A city that cares for its neediest citizens. I'm Isabel Powell, the mayoral candidate for all Redlinians. Because citizenship isn't bought, because poverty isn't a crime, and because black lives matter, I approve this message. Paid for by Citizens for Isabel Powell. 
Emily Bespin's campaign was in a time of transition. With Oliver in the wind, the steady flow of funding had dried up. Wisely, Emily had banked a good portion of what she'd received. Her campaign wasn't in real trouble. Yet. But expenses were only increasing, especially as she'd buckled to the need to begin hiring staff. Nicole! Her first hire had been... complicated. She wasn't entirely sure that she hadn't been blackmailed into taking the woman on, or if it had actually just been the most sensible option. And she obviously didn't have much political or administrative experience. She was scattered and distractible and not as immediately responsive as Emily expected from her servants. God damn it, Nicole! Yes, what? I'm here. Update me. Um, which thing? Which thing? All the things. If it's a thing and there's an update, then update me on the thing. But she did work, diligently, if not always efficiently. And she had ideas. She had a brain in her head, insufficiently polished though it might be. There was promise here. Emily could imagine... Emily... 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 Why am I narrating this scene from Emily's perspective? My sister is here. Nika is here. So why am I linked to this repugnant person saying these horrible things about someone I love? When I could connect with my sister instead? My sister, whom I need to understand. Why is Nika here at all? Why is Nika working for Emily? I know she got sidetracked this past year, but this, this is so obviously not where she should be. I don't like this. I guess let's start with fundraising. Good. Money. Money's always good. Uh, small individual donations are increasing every day that the community car shutdown continues. That really was the best thing Powell could have done for me. Most of those small donations are coming from outside Redline, mainly from commuters in the surrounding regions. So that's money, but not votes. Got it. Next, the project you set me on, uh, finding something splashy to get voters excited. I've had an idea for that. Hit me. Sports. I'm listening. Boston is a sports town, and everyone loves the Red Sox. But Redline is eager to establish its own identity apart from Boston. So what if Redline had a team of its own to root for? Like the Redline Sox? More like the Yard Goats. Goats. It's a, it's a train term. The little engine that moves the train cars between locomotives? But it's an existing team in Hartford. They don't have a stadium and haven't since the team was founded, and the owners are losing patience. They are ripe for poaching to a new city if we can get them a place to play. Linzer Coolidge has talked about putting a stadium at Braintree, and people want it, but Linzer Coolidge hasn't prioritized it. And Powell opposes the whole idea. We could own it, make a deal with the team, commit to the stadium. And we've got our bit of circus to keep the masses loyal. That's perfect. Make it happen. Endorsements. You've picked up endorsements from the Boston Herald, the Police Union, the Redline Transit Workers Union, and Governor Hutchinson. The Transit Workers? How'd we get them? They've done very well under the Lancer Coolidge administration. Priority housing, good pay, a level of status they never had as MBTA workers. Isabel's manifestos about unfair housing policies scare the hell out of them. Excellent. The Globe endorsed Lancer Coolidge, but with her out of the race, they've delayed announcing their new endorsement. Good. If they endorse, you know they'd just endorse the terrorist. Right. Um, and finally, the issue of, um... Yes? Well, you're... You know, Ethan. 
what about him? On the day the shutdown started, when you invited people into your real home, um, people noticed, you know? Noticed what? That he's black? He's black? You couldn't tell? Well, it's just that he looked more burnished chrome. He's very light-skinned. Right. Anyway, his, his race isn't the issue. So then what is? Well, he's a cheese robot. I'm sure I have no idea what you're talking about. You, you left him in your big red when you opened the doors to commuters. You told them he'd be there waiting. And he was. And he told them all about cheese making. Yes, it's a passion of his. Emily. Nicole. Emily, you need to at least keep him out of the spotlight. He's damaging your campaign. Fair or not, voters will judge you by your choice in partners, and Ethan is not filling them with confidence. I'm not going to treat my strawberry glazed jelly donut with Valentine sprinkles like I'm embarrassed by him just because he's a little bit black. And I respect that. But do you want to win? Of course I want to win. All I want is to win. Winning is everything. Then keep him out of public view. Let him stay home and do what he does. With cheese, I guess. Not that I care what other people think, but you'll be glad to know that I already agree with you. You do? Ethan is private. I was very caught up in the moment that day, and I allowed myself to forget. But I can see my mistake, and I won't put him in the spotlight again. Okay, good. That's that's the best thing. It really is. I think I made a good decision hiring you, Nicole. You're really working out. Thank you. Now, get back to work. Find me some money. Okay, on it. If you could give one piece of advice to the next mayor of Boston, what would you tell them? <laughs> Only one? We're at a very important uh, role right now, and, you know, people rely on you. Just keep the city how it is, you know. We got a real good cultural environment here. Just leave Boston as it is. It's a great city. It's a great city, and I love living in it. Pay attention to the fact that Boston is going to be underwater sooner than we think, and they should probably start planning for that. Listen to the opinion of the people and take good notes. I would tell the next mayor that diversity is just as important as laws. And the only way that order can, can be maintained is to understand the differences of the people that you're trying to put in order. Bring people together. Make sure there's lots of ways for people to get to know each other from different neighborhoods. The path forward is not one of, uh, of division or polarity, but one of unification and uh, seeing people as people and not as numbers or statistics. Be a good mayor. <laughs> don't, don't be a dick, I guess. We the people of the city of Redline, in order to form a perfect city. A city for responsible Americans. Enforce justice. Because sad stories don't excuse criminal behavior. Restore domestic tranquility. Because the whiny few shouldn't send our homes into chaos. Provide for the common defense. From the threat of violent terrorists like Isaiah Powell. And economic terrorists like Isabel Powell. Promote the general meritocracy. Because a bunch of lazy bums shouldn't be catered to by real Redlinians. 
Americans. And earn the privilege of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. Because freedom is earned through hard work and gumption. Do ordain and establish the mayoral candidacy of Emily Bespin. I'm Emily Bespin, the face of Redline, and I promise, as your mayor, we will see tranquility restored in Redline. Because the productive few shouldn't be held hostage by anarchic masses. Because no one deserves a free ride. And because red lines matter. I, Emily Bespin, approve this message. Paid for by Citizens for Emily Bespin. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Isabel Powell. Hello, Ms. Powell. Uh, this is Melissa Weatherby. I'm Charlotte Linzer Coolidge's communication director. Is that right? And what does the mayor have to communicate to me this morning? Some good news, finally, I hope. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not calling for Mayor Linzer Coolidge. I'm calling to represent, well, just me. How very disappointing. Other than news on my nephew, what on earth do you and I have to talk about, Miss Weatherby? Melissa's fine. And, well, I, I, I want to work for you. Excuse me? I believe in what you're doing. I've learned a lot from what you're doing. About what, exactly? About the importance of putting yourself at risk to do what's right. So that's something you needed to learn, huh? You've changed my sense of scale. I need to do more. Did you support the shutdown? Not at first. My home has participated in it from the beginning. I won't tell you that was my choice to make. It wasn't. I'm glad we did, though. I intend to see it through. And what about Mayor Linda Coolidge? I know you have a thousand reasons not to believe this. But she wants to see you win. If I can help that happen, she'll support it. You understand that if I lose, you'd be out of a job a month from now. I'll be out of a job a month from now, regardless. <laughs> if I was after job security, this isn't where I'd be. I'm, I'm sure you know you're down two points in the polls. Some polls. I'm not here to play the odds. I'm here to be on the right side. Win or lose. And you need a new campaign manager. You are ambitious. Your campaign manager was fine while you were selling hope and hominess. But ever since the shutdown, he's... he's had no idea what direction to go in. That's understandable. <laughs> he's never done this before. He probably never realized how... well, how big the job was going to get. How complicated. But I do. I'm here for the big, complicated mess this campaign is going to become. You may see me as just an assistant. But when an administration only has one employee, the responsibilities of assistant versus campaign manager get awfully blurry. I can help you, Ms. Powell, and I want to. 
And as my campaign manager, I assume you'll tell me to tone down the rhetoric? Lighten up the protest? Don't talk about race so much? No, no, absolutely not. No. Ms. Powell, you've defined your candidacy by your convictions. Waver on that now, and, and you're done. Nobody ever trusts you again. Look, I understand what you expect me to say. What most people walking in here would say. You're alienating white voters. You're alienating moderates. And that's true, but so what? What has catering to moderates ever accomplished? Marginally less draconian drug legislation? Affordable housing that nobody can actually afford? If I'm fighting, I'm going to fight for something that matters. I don't, I don't want to change your message, Ms. Powell. I don't even want to influence it. I want to help amplify it. That's what I know how to do. Hmm. Uh, I see. That's quite a lot to think about. Why don't you come meet me in my real home? We can talk this over in a little more detail. Absolutely. I'll be right there. And, and, and thank you for listening. Likewise, Melissa. Okay, just let me say one more thing, though. Oh, for fuck's sake, Gemma. Monty Charlotte. This is like your 30th one more thing. Okay, but, but, don't you think that if you have a skill, something you're really good at, don't you have an obligation to do that? Like, isn't there some kind of a moral imperative? Did you feel a moral imperative to keep editing astrology rags? I was never very good at editing astrology rags. Huh. Mayor Linzer, Charlotte? I mean, Mayor Linzer Coolidge? There's a Louisa here to see you? Thank you, Vincenzo. Send her in. Charlotte? I said let her in. Hello? You need hello, to- Hello, hello, hello. You need to take your finger off the button to hear me. What? Let Louisa in. What happened to Melissa? Uh, she left to try and work for Isabel. I'm proud of her. Hey, mamas. Hey, Monty. <laughs> So listen, I don't know if Monty farted any info at you about our little adventure that night I watched him for you. There was something about a garbage can, but I really didn't get the full gist. I assumed he just made a big mess that you got stuck cleaning up. That's kind of half right, but none of it was Monty's mess. It's actually, it connects to our investigation of the lottery and Michael's disappearance. Oh, this is serious. Yeah. So, a couple of things came up recently that I haven't told you about. Stuff I just needed to investigate on my own first. Louisa, did something happen? Okay, first off, you may have noticed I haven't been spending time with Phil lately. The truth is, I haven't heard from him since the Octobuckle. But then I get this message from Michael. What? Why didn't you tell us we could be looking for him? It, it wasn't any help. Not like that. It, it had... <laughs> personal consequences. And all he did was add an item to our shared calendar. You and Michael share a calendar? Well, that's, yeah, long story there, though. We'll come back to that one another time. Relevant point for now is Michael added a new item to it weeks after he disappeared. And it was short, like he didn't have much time to send it. I don't know, but it got the message to me. It just had three words. Don't trust Phil. Oh. Oh, wow. Holy schmetzel. Yeah. So, the other night, I went to Phil's house, I plundered his trash, and I found something incriminating. And so since then, I've been researching him. My own boyfriend, well, ex-boyfriend now, obviously, Philip West, 
He got a juvie record, but it's sealed, so I can't get any sense of the stuff he was into. But his father died in jail eight years ago. And the most important thing is what I found in his trash. This. What is this? A poem? A song. Original lyrics. That's what the singing telegram guy sang before the Red Line Tea Party. And Phil's fingerprints are on it, obviously. So that proves he was involved in the second attack. He was behind the Red Line Tea Party. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, stuff. I, but, but he was sitting right there. He was with you. Sure was. With that nonsense about receiving an invitation he thought was from me. Well, you received an invitation he hadn't sent you. I accept he did send it after all. Both invitations. And he hired the singing telegram guy. Oh, we are putting this Fuddrucker away. But we're not even done. There's more. More? More. Because the prints on the song matched fingerprints found on other pieces of evidence. You're positive. I ran everything through the lab. There's no doubt. And you know what else Philip West had his lying asshole <laughs> fingers on? What? Isaiah Powell's student fucking ID. No. Oh, my God. So that means... And? And? And the note Isaiah turned over, the one sending him down to the red line to put him at the scene of the crime, fills on that, too. What kind of fluffing moron is this guy? And? Oh, good God! Who commits this many crimes but never shells out for a pair of gloves? Go on, what else? Oh, nothing much. Just every single one of those empty bean cans. God Damn, we've got him cold. And you know whose fingerprints aren't on any of those bean cans? Not a single one. Isaiah fucking Powell? Isaiah fucking scapegoat Powell. This is it. This is it. This is the evidence we've needed. Proof that Powell was framed. He had nothing to do with any of it. No, he did not. Conclusively. Oh, thank God. Thank God we can finally put an end to that. We're letting that poor kid out. And don't even try and tell me their procedures. Gemma, get it done today. Oh, yes, ma'am. I was about to say, fuck procedure, let's just fucking do this. Thank you. And Louisa, amazing work. Hey, well, while I'm here, I, I did have a favor I need to ask. Of course, it's fair to say we owe you. What do you need? Letters of recommendation. Uh-oh. Are we losing you already? No, no, it's it's not for a job. Well, I mean, I mean, it is, but more long-term than that. I, I'm thinking about what to do after the election so that I'm ready for it. And I've come up with... I've really enjoyed the work I've been doing here, you know, finding things and gathering information, investigating. I want to keep doing that. But to do it, I need my own licensure. Wait, you mean you're actually planning to become... A private eye. Yeah. Wow. That's really noir. You planning to become a femme fatale? Um, no, I, I don't think it'll be anything like that. One thing I've learned, investigative work is mostly paperwork and phone calls and occasionally rooting around in someone's trash. But still, I, I feel like I've accomplished something. And for my license, I need, quote, certification of good moral character from three reputable citizens. And I figure the mayor and her wife should certainly cover two of those reputable citizens. Well, that really depends on who you ask. Oh, of course you can count on us. We're happy to do it. Thank you. I'm just glad you found a direction for yourself. And just look at what you've accomplished already. You've clearly got a talent for this. Well, I guess, though considering I spent four months literally dating one of the people I was supposed to be rooting out, maybe don't give me too much credit just yet. Well, he doesn't know what he's in for. You're going to get that creepy double-agent asshole. I know it. Well, that's the last time I trust someone who tries to take me candlepin bowling, I'll tell you that much. Nika arrived at the bowling alley with a twisting stomach. This was where she needed to be, what she needed to do. But she felt so... visible. Oh man, it's a madhouse in here. And yet she was working so hard not to be seen with the person she was here to meet. A meeting she dreaded and anticipated in equal measure. Hey! 
If only she could spot her co-conspirator among all these people. Hey, over here! Oh, Louisa, this place is super crowded. Yeah, it's league night. These are the leagues? Well, it's the halfway house league night for, you know, the special needs leagues. The... Oh. It, it's cool, actually. The managers are really serious about making sure they get their time. So, look, we've only got ten minutes. At six, we have to turn over our lane. Why are we meeting in a bowling alley? Yeah, that's... I just kind of associate bowling alleys with spies and treason, I guess. It seems like a good place for it, considering. I really don't think I'm committing treason. No, treason is what you already did. Now you're a spy. Oh, that's flattering. It's a big step up, trust me. So, what do you have for me? Oh. Not much, honestly. I I still don't have a read on whether she knew about the attacks beforehand. Like, I'm pretty sure she figured it out after, that it was Oliver's doing. She's not stupid, but I think he kept her in the dark on the details. Even if we could just prove she suspected, that would be something. She kept taking his money, and she never reported her suspicions. Maybe she's just an accomplice after the fact, but that's still serious business. I get it. I'm going through all the campaign files. I've got some of the financial records for you right now, and a heads up that we're about to blow a crap ton of money buying a baseball team and committing to the Braintree Stadium plan. I get what you're doing. But I haven't found anything damning. If there's any real dirt, it's in her personal communications, which I don't have access to. Yet. This is good. She's not going to give you the login to her email. Give me? No, but I'll find a way in. Maybe she's got her password written down somewhere, or she'll leave her computer logged in when she runs to the bathroom or something. That's illegal, Nika. Everything I've done is illegal, but that's what I've got. That's how I can do my penance, by doing the same shit I've been doing, but for the right reasons. If that's how you're going to do this, that's your decision, but stop telling me about but it. But you want information. That's why we're here. I'm helping you. Look. This was your idea. You told me all that stuff, and I didn't turn you in. I kept your secret from my employers, from my friends. You were sorry, and I believed you. You wanted to play double agent, so here I am helping you play double agent. But you can't keep making me complicit in crazy shit. God, how do I get to a point in my life where my friends keep turning me into their criminal accomplice? You make it sound like blackmail. I just... I just need a friend to be in this with me. No, it's not blackmail. It's like you said at the start. It's your penance. But penance is fucking hard, and you can't make other people do it with you. It's only just yours. Yeah. No, I I know. Uh, but the thing is, is, as much as I'm against this plan, much as I'd rather you just come clean, I also think you could do some good here. I think you're doing something brave. I mean, stupid but brave, and I'll support you in that. But you can't tell me things I'm better off not knowing. I want to be your friend, Nika, but our friendship has boundaries, and criminal hacking conspiracies falls outside those boundaries. That's fair. And you've got to protect yourself, too. Try to help, but don't get yourself buried in more stuff you can go to jail for. And if you do that stuff, just stop announcing it to everyone. Like Oliver did for Emily. God, please don't compare us to them. No, you're right. So, okay, there's one more thing. I'm I'm not even sure I want to bring it up. I'm not sure it's fair. To who? Emily. Well, it's officially brought up now, so you might as well tell me what it is. It's... It's her husband. Yeah, what's up with the robot? Why she got that standing in for him? Is there a him? Who, Ethan? Yeah, I was at their wedding. I mean, he was a douche, but he's real. Wait... Is he not? He's not around. Where is he? I don't know. Does she have him in a freezer in the basement? No, Louisa, I don't think she killed him. I think he ran off. So, wait. 
So this thing with the robot, is she serious? Like, I assumed it was a joke that I just didn't get, but it, is she really using that as a replacement husband? Sort of. Like, I kind of feel like she's pretending that she's pretending, if that makes sense. Oh, my God. She's lost it. She's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Don't do that. This is great. If people know she's completely nuts so bonkers, then that's the game. No. What do you mean, no? We can't have a Looney Tune running the city. Stop it. This isn't... She's lonely, Louisa. She's hurt, broken, and abandoned. She's in pain. Some people are lonely for good reason. Maybe that's true, but don't make light of her. Not for that. She was who she was before her issue, and she'll still be who she is after her issue. But she's not who she is because of her issue. That has nothing to do with it. And that's not how we'll get her. That's not how we'll take her down. Because that doesn't just hurt her. That hurts... Well, that's it, really. Doing that just hurts. So why even tell me? Because we need to find him. I, I think finding him will help her resolve that. But I also think he can help us. He had reasons for running off. We need to know what they were. And I'm telling you because that's what you do. You find things. My track record isn't exactly stellar, Nika. The professor, the publisher, Michael, Gemma's crystal ball, hell, even my own ex-boyfriend. I've tried to find them all, and so far I'm over five. Nothing on Michael yet? Nothing beyond what I already told you about. I was up late last night going through my entire calendar looking for other meetings he may have scheduled. Nothing. I haven't given up. I won't. He's not the only person I'm looking for, but he's number one on the list, and that's not changing. Good. But you can make Ethan Bespin number two. You have to find him. We need to get him back to Emily. I think I'm beginning to understand how this works. I couldn't narrate for Nika earlier because it was too soon. There were secrets she held that needed to be saved for later in the narrative, for the dramatic reveal. I have limitations, but meaningful limitations. Systematic limitations. There are rules here. Purposeful rules. This is good. I can work with this. Greater Boston is written and produced by Alexander Danner and Jeff Andreessen, with recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. Have you visited the Greater Boston Etsy shop? We've got shirts, mugs, posters, and probably some other stuff that we hadn't thought of yet at the time we recorded this. This episode featured Braden Lamb as Leon Stamatis, Julia Schifini as 23 Skidoo, Jake Del Rio as Fox Fossil, James Capobianco as Dipshit Paletti, Jessica Washington as Isabel Powell, Sam Musher as Emily Bespin, Kelly McCabe as Nika Stamatis, Tanya Milojevic as Melissa Weatherby, Summer Unson as Charlotte Linzer Coolidge, Lydia Anderson as Gemma Linzer Coolidge, Chad Ellis as Vincenzo, and Julia Prop as Luisa Alvarez. Additional voices, Vilte Baluta Vesciute, Ryan Estrada, Kenny Garcia, J.V. Hampton Van Sant, James Hartley, Colin Kelly, Mike McQuilkin, Ebby Poia, and Eric Silver. Transcripts are available at greaterbostonshow.com. Charlie on the MTA by Emily Peterson and Dirk Teedy. Train Jam by Adrian Howard and Emily Peterson. Isolated by Kevin McLeod. Drums by Jim Johansson. Some sound effect and music used from public domain and creative commons sources. But no, seriously, what the flubber's going on? Why are we seriously considering the authoritarian dystopia? What the flamethrower is going on? What the f- Barfick Nugent is going on. What the Funke is going on? What the Fix It Felix is going on? What?
the frappuccino's going on? What the flame boiled whopper is going on? But no, seriously, what the flank steak's going on? The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the year 1889, there was nowhere in the world more exciting than London, England. Three cheers for Inspector Lestrade and the bad boys of Baker Street themselves, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson! Solved! By Sherlock Bloody Holmes of 221 B Baker Street. Well, with any luck, we'll get a new brutal murder any day now. God, I wish. It's truly shocking you haven't solved anything in five years. The boys are both out of town for some case about a dog in Dartmoor this weekend. Sincerely, Martha Hudson. London's number two detective team just became number one. Fox and Stallion. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at 224bbaker or on our website, 224bbaker.com. It's like they say, big breaks are 90% luck. What's the other 10%? Luck.